So, what I said the other night, there's never been anything where they have so many names. I could give you 19 or 20 names for that, right? It's got all different names. Wuhan. Got Wuhan was catching on. Kung flu, yeah. Kung flu. I could give you many, many names. Some people call it the Chinese flu, the China flu, right? They call it the China, as opposed to chi the China. Hey, it's Lucy. And Ruby. And welcome to the first episode of We The Teens. A podcast made by teens sharing our perspective on issues circling in today's society. This will be a space where we as teens can debrief and talk about current issues and life during a pandemic. We are starting our first mini-series where we will talk all about being Asian and Asian American during this pandemic. A few things we will touch on is the virus and the stigma around Asian passing people because of that. Um, we'll talk about the collapse of Asian-owned businesses and communities brands making subtle references to the virus and Asians, and then our closing thought will be talking about how racism towards Asians is normalized. So yeah, we're just going to get into this. It's just me and Lucy having a conversation. We hope you guys can sort of relate or maybe get some insight and perspective. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully you guys will realize how big of an issue this is, and as we are going to touch on in the end or just throughout this whole entire podcast racism towards Asians is extremely normalized and hopefully you guys will start talking about it more and help us fight against this yeah so I feel like the first point we want to touch on is that more than 2,100 anti-Asian American hate incidents related to COVID-19 were reported across the country over a three-month span between March and June and that's only three months like not even September, October, or August. Yeah, and and yeah, as Lucy said, after hearing that it started in Asia, specifically China, a lot of um, Asian passing people and Asian communities have been getting a lot of hate for the virus, um, which is obviously very unnecessary. I think that like Asian citizens should not be getting punished. Yes. China itself, like the place, has many, many flaws. And that's not what we're trying to talk about today. We're trying to talk about what's happening around the world and to Asian identifying or Asian looking people, not China itself. And I think people are like, oh, but the Chinese government did all this and it's their fault and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, well, it's not actually Chinese people's fault. Like, stop blaming them and maybe mm -hmm. blame the government instead of targeting us like we didn't do anything like like ruby was born in america i was adopted when i was two and brought here when i was two yeah. i have we have like nothing related to COVID 19 so stop blaming us for it yeah and i feel like you know it could it literally could have started in any country that's the crazy thing is like it could have started in Europe. It could have started in the whitest country in the world. And it would have been different. That's the thing. Like, it's not just about how China has the virus and started the virus. It's about the fact that because we are 
because we are Asian people, because we are people of color, now it's a problem. Now now they're using this virus as a as an excuse, quote unquote, to put hate towards those people. Because yeah, it could have started in the whitest country and you know that all these white supremacists would not feel the same way about bashing those people. Exactly. Can we just talk about like in Italy they had one of the the highest cases and death rates in the beginning of this whole thing and people you know were stopped going to chinese restaurants and chinese markets and going to chinese communities but then they continue to go to italian restaurants and visit their italian friends and blah 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 like and by the way china has one of the like lowest cases right now so yeah. there's this comment that said Chinese is also a nationality in the same way that American is also a nationality. Stop making it a race thing. It's embarrassing. Okay, so let's just talk about if, just like what Ruby was saying, if America had a virus and it started here, no one is going to call it the American virus. First of all, because people are just going to accept that is not okay and that's mm -hmm. not how it should be. But guess what? It's towards Asian people, so mm, doesn't really matter as much. And I think that gets into our next point, which is there have been so many slurs around the virus. One being calling it the Chinese virus, even though it has expanded to pretty much every continent in the world. And it's, it, it is a pandemic, a global pandemic, meaning... It's not just it's not just one one country. It is a global virus. It's spread everywhere. So to call it the Chinese virus is to be racist pretty much because you cannot you cannot pin it to China because now it is a global issue. Everyone is experiencing it. And yes, it may have started in China, but it's global. Exactly. So you can't like I just don't think you have anyone has the right to call it a chinese virus considering that it is happening all around the world like everyone is affected by it and like can't like let's just point out that ethnicity is not what is causing the virus get your head around that like what is so hard about that i'm not causing the virus ruby's not causing the virus and just because we're asian doesn't mean that we have the virus or you can get the virus from us more than this white person next to me yeah and i think that what we're seeing is it's been a struggle it's been a struggle to fight this daily i think it's and clearly i mean we feel very passionate about this issue because we're coming on here and talking about it and i don't think this is to shame and blame people i hope no one who's <laughs> listening listening to this. to this feels that way about the asian community mm -hmm. i really hope um like and if you do um, I'm glad you're listening to this because you got right. a lot of learning to do. Right, but like we don't want to come off as like, you know, angry. Yeah, so here's color. the thing. So like the people that are calling it the Chinese virus, like Kung Flu, that kind of thing, they have so much hate engraved in their mind, in their soul, okay? And that is the opposite of what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to educate you and further talk about this from an Asian American viewpoint yeah sort of be like hey these things are happening right now and you should learn more about this because i think that it's not talked about a lot like a lot of these issues you would think people 
would realize like okay this is affecting a lot more than just people it's affecting communities businesses you know families so yeah um talking about slurs uh, we've heard Chinese virus, Kung flu, which, by the way, was um, made up by our very own president. Yeah, and can we, can we just talk about how it so unhelpful this is that our own that our own president is calling it and literally advertising it as the China virus, Chinese virus, and makes fun of it as Kung flu. Important developments in our war against the Chinese virus. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? Because it comes say from it's China. Racist. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. COVID. COVID. That name gets further and further away from China as opposed to calling it the Chinese virus. By the way, it's a disease, without question, has more names than any disease in history. I can name Kung Flu. I can name 19 different versions of names. As I was saying before, ethnicity is not what is causing the virus, and the virus has been referred by experts as the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, so Trump's name for it is not at all accurate, but it does fit with the president's history of xenophobia and of blaming problems in the U.S. on outside acts. It is a dangerous rhetoric, unbecoming of a national leader in this time of crisis. Donald Trump specifically would use this as an opportunity to make fun of the Asian community and like specifically- he hates China and he this is and now that he has an excuse to blame more things on China he's like having a field day and he's so happy now like grow up yeah and I think that what we're seeing here is the lack of maturity in a crisis because whether or not it, whether or not it came from China we're still in a pandemic people are still dying on the daily because of this virus mm -hmm. and I think that he is using this opportunity to bash on China and make fun of China when what he should really be doing is solving this problem right because like mm -hmm. This is a huge issue. This is a huge deal, right? Like, we are literally in a pandemic. Nothing like this has happened. And he's spending his time golfing. Right, nothing like <laughs> this has ever happened in, like, a hundred years. So, and, like, to think about the fact that Korea and other European countries are already back in business, back... And even Wuhan, China. Yeah, like, like it is people almost are back, back People are back in business. People are back to their... We, you know, semi-normal lives, yet we are still in this place, America is still in this place, because he's not enforcing, and other states are not enforcing rules, and people are just not taking this seriously. Like, literally, if we just stayed in our houses for two plus weeks, quarantined ourselves, didn't do gatherings, like, we could be ahead of this problem. And exactly. We are literally getting nowhere because of this barrier that he's just trying I, I think that he's just projecting his blame onto other people instead of saying okay what are we going to do to solve the problem right. and the way first of all as a leader of a country the way to solve problems is not to put people apart it's to unite them together and can we just talk about what asia and so many other countries have been doing so like when coronavirus started hitting their countries they 
put, were put on lockdown the leaders were like we need to go on lockdown so they were on lockdown for like maybe three weeks yes their economy did collapse only for three weeks and so then what after that then they started going back to normal slowly and then and they mandated masks and look where they are they're almost back to normal people are, are going back to school and yeah. their cases are ex very very low but guess what it's america so just the thought of quarantining for mm -hmm. three weeks is horrible like we cannot we have to go to our bars and pubs and drinks with our friends and like I ugh, think, it's america i think what we're seeing in this time is which leaders are going to step up and solve these issues and which leaders are going to be cowards and just sit in their place like we have seen new zealand Mostly women run countries. Yes. Can I just put that in there? Yeah. A lot Please. of women run countries and smarter countries are doing the necessary things to make sure that people don't get sick. Yet we see that other countries like, you know, mostly uh, men run countries <laughs> and specifically Donald Trump is not doing not doing the work to get this virus out of society so like it's i guess what we're seeing here is who is going to step up and who is just not going to deliver and that's exactly and that's really sad that's really sad that we have elected a president that is going to let this this virus literally this sickness that could kill people just that art is is killing people yeah that is just letting it, it you know roam around and just like he's not caring like it's obvious he literally was like, it doesn't affect anyone. It's just going to go away. If that's the leader we want, then I, I have no hope. Like, vote blue. Anyways. So when I was saying, like, there have been more than 2,100 anti-Asian hate incidents related to COVID-19, I also wanted to say that the NCVS data also reveals that less than half of Asian hate crime victimizations are reported to police. So that's only, like, 46, 47.6%. So only 47.6% of these hate crimes are being reported. So there are so many more hate crimes that are happening and mm -hmm. no one's realizing this. Yeah. And I think I think that this is, I mean, I'm sure, I'm really sure that people listening to this have heard this stuff before. I'm sure that you guys have listened to some sort of podcast or watched the news. Yeah, and like I post a ton of shit on my story. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've heard stuff like this before talking about how problematic this is, but I think that it's really special that we are coming on here, one, as Asian Americans, and two, as teens to talk about this because I think that what we really need now is youth perspective and, you know we really need this sort of outreach mm -hmm. and so i hope that teens listening to this and adults i hope you guys are like sort of feeling this vibing with this um yeah i hope you're learning something from our perspective i think i i feel like i kind of want to talk about like our experience personally like yeah and even when people are like extremely like progressive and they're like anti-racist like there are those microaggressions that we face in today's society Mm -hmm. by those same people who are like black lives matter mm -hmm. yeah i i think well i can't speak too much because mm -hmm. i am half white i do have white privilege i am semi i am semi white passing which means that i don't get as much hate or i don't get as many looks i would say i did have one incident um i was in san francisco 
in February, right before this pandemic got really big. Um, but I was in San Francisco, and um, and yeah, it was weird. Like, I went to a cafe. I was um, a little under the weather at that time. It was not COVID. I did get tested. It was not COVID. It was, I think it was like due to allergies or something, but I think I did have, I did like cough once. Mm. And literally, I'm not even joking, everyone at the table we were at got up one by oh one. God. Like, and I, it may have been just because I was sick. I also was like, I had this like hat on. I had a fanny pack. I had a camera. So maybe it was like, oh, this Asian tourist is oh like. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know really what it was. It could have just been, oh, she's coughing. So that might mean something. It could have been because I looked Asian or like an Asian tur- tourist. Mm. But they literally fled like cockroaches like they all got up one by one and just left the table and I don't know at the time I didn't really think of it as anything my mom though was like that's disrespectful like she thought it was because of I looked semi like Asian so that's horrible I'm so sorry so yeah I mean I think that I am privileged to I mean this is kind of messed up but I'm privileged to not totally look Asian Mm. and that's really messed up because because of the fact that I'm semi-white passing, I don't get as many looks or as much hate. Mm. And that really, I don't know, that's really messed up, you know, yeah. to think about like, oh, thank God I don't look Asian because then I get yeah. so many. I mean, obviously, I'm proud to be Asian, but it's like, I it's just don't experience of, it yeah, exactly. because of how I look. And that's mm. just, the that's exactly the problem there is the fact that because, you know, if you even look a little bit Asian, you could be profiled as someone who has the virus or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's just the, that's a huge problem that people are profiling that way. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. And if you are like a little confused on what we're talking about, um, I can give you some examples. Slight trigger warning, this does have explicit wording. So this was an article that I found a little while ago. So, and this was um, around May that this was reported. So quote, of the 832 incidents reported in California, many included anti-Asian slurs and references to to China and the coronavirus. One assailant yelled about quote, bringing that Chinese virus over here and quote, during an attack against an Asian American man at a San Francisco hardware store on May 6th. The assailant reported also said, quote, go back to China, fuck you, China man, and fuck you, you monkey. In another San Francisco incident, on June 9th, someone threw a glass bottle at a woman putting her child in a car seat and yelled, go home, chink. And in Santa Clara, on June 16th, a man kicked a woman's dog and then spat at her, saying, take your disease that's ruining our country and go home. So I just said a lot of stuff at you and I threw it at you and I know you may be like wow but just to put it into perspective that's what we're kind of talking about and what kind of attacks that Mm -hmm. Asian Americans are facing just to give you some context because you may have been confused yeah and like the sad thing is this is not new I wouldn't say. I mean, this this is obviously new because of the pandemic, but mm-hmm. we've seen other examples of profiling and hate crimes. I mean, 
not only to the Asian community, also to the black community, especially. And to, to, like, other, all minorities. Yeah, to all minorities. And so, it's so, it's so scary to think about the fact that, you know, this happens regularly. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's definitely normalized. Like, these hate crimes are not, like, riveted. And the fact that we are not super surprised is also very harmful to the community. Because it's like... I mean, we we are used to this kind of stuff. We're used to hearing about yeah. these hate crimes. And that's not normal. And when I heard that, like, first of all, there have been multiple incidents of r- hateful people setting these Asian American people on fire. When I heard about this literal grandma who got set on fire, I, the, my first thought was, holy shit, that's awful. And I was like, well, is this really new? No. Am I surprised? No. That is a reaction that should not be a reaction. Mm-hmm. I should not have to be like, oh, I'm not surprised. That, yeah, just having the reaction of not mm-hmm. being surprised, that's like, that's not how it should be. That there's, that's so messed up. I don't, I don't even know how to express how mm-hmm. messed up that is. Yeah, so we've heard a little bit about hate crimes. We've heard a little bit about just everything that's happening during mm-hmm. the coronavirus. Now we're going to get a little more specific. Um, We're going to talk a a little bit about the collapse of Mm -hmm. um, Asian-owned businesses and communities. Um, As I said before, I went to San Francisco um, earlier this year um, before the pandemic got huge. So I can kind of speak on this. I feel like San Francisco is a very um, Asian-dominated city. um, And there are a lot of Asian-owned businesses and um, little neighborhoods around there which I got to experience which was really awesome um yeah it was weird I was dead set on going to Chinatown like I was dead set I love I mean I love the Chinatown in my city um so I really wanted to see a little bit about what their Chinatown was like and you know they have some bomb food in Chinatown some bomb places so I had to go but it was a little weird. A lot, like, my even my mom was like, I don't know, should we go to Chinatown? Like, that's a little weird. And I was like, why is it weird? You know what I mean? Like, why is it weird to go to Chinatown? Yeah, exactly. it, it's not like, it's not like the coronavirus said, let me go attack all the Chinatowns in the U.S. because it started in China. Like, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised. Like, even my own family was like, oh, feeling a little cautious about going to Chinatown, which I completely did not understand. But it was so crazy because when I got there, a lot of the a lot of the businesses were closing. A lot of the businesses were, like, I mean, Chinatown was empty. It was empty. And this is not even before the lockdowns or any, or after the lockdowns or anything. Like, this was before the lockdowns happened before coronavirus was big and it was surprising like why why is everything empty like people and that's exactly my point that i think that people after hearing the virus started in china they stopped going to chinese restaurants they stopped going to chinese um owned businesses like they stopped going to chinatown they stopped going to asian parts and neighborhoods in their communities and that is crazy like that's so crazy and that's very harmful to their communities i mean we talk a lot about 
um, black-owned businesses and that, but like Chinese businesses and Asian-owned businesses also took a huge hit when coronavirus started. Yeah, and and of course, since racism towards Asians is so normalized, not many people are realizing this. Yeah, and not, I don't think a lot of people understood how drastic that was. Like, these, some of these Asian and Chinese-owned businesses have been around since, like, forever, and since, you know, their great-great-grandparents immigrated to America, or since their grandma and grandpa immigrated to America. Like, they started making their life and their living in these businesses, and to see that you know and to see that fall apart and to see that become less relevant that just it's so sad because people and yeah people don't talk about that people don't talk about how harmful it can be to the asian communities yeah i think more of the story is that these businesses i think go underappreciated like you love people in general love to go to you know, Chinese like restaurants boba. and yeah, boba and all these other Asian cuisines. Yet they have no knowledge of what happens to these businesses because of coronavirus and and it's those same people that love Chinese food, um, love Panda Express and love going to Boba that say these racial slurs and these bad things about Chinese people because of the coronavirus. And that is not surprising, but very sad. That's very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I will link a ton of articles and resources on our Instagram account about some more restaurants and businesses you can support and some information about this. But there was um, a quote that said almost half of American or Asian American businesses in in the USA have been closed. I will link the resource down below. Almost like half of them. Half in the USA. Can't, like, I don't even, I honestly don't know what to say about that. Like, that's just proof that the xenophobia and stigma and racism towards Asian Americans during this time is so impactful and people are not talking about this enough. Yeah. And I feel like uh, Lucy already said this, but everything, like all the links, all the resources, all the sources we used will be on our Instagram. Yes. Right, on our Instagram. So the Times reports that, I just found this, um, the Times reports that New York City's three main Chinatowns in Manhattan, Queens, and Brooklyn have seen business drops from 50 to 70% in the last two weeks. This was an article February 10th, 2020. So... We are currently, it is September 27th, and those numbers have grown a ton. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, like, it's just, it's crazy to think about, like, and to the families that, especially to the families that own those businesses and that um, survive off the money they get from those businesses, like, that can be very harmful for those families. Um horrible TikTok that I saw um, that was showing in, I think, in New York, Queens, in Queens, New York, um, these elderly Asian American Americans were literally on the street selling their belongings, like their clothes, their silverware, the stuff that they are probably really special to them. They have to sell just to survive. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw that and I was like, that I don't, I don't even know what to make of that, like, what it's gone to. And I understand that 
many in the comments a lot of people were like bruh this is nothing like i see this almost every day and stuff which is like that's not nothing yeah and like stop sugarcoating it and being like well all minorities face this yes but asian americans are not being talked about and their problem is just brushed aside literally proving my point of these comments yeah and i think that what we're what we're seeing in that in that in those comments and in that tone it's like yes these people are facing terrible terrible things and that should be that's not normal that's not oh this is nothing i see this every day exactly yeah you see this every day that is something that is that's harmful that's like and that's exactly that's sort of like a parallel to seeing black people killed on the daily that's Mm -hmm. not normal that's not something that's like oh yeah we see this every day that is not normal that's like very messed up and that's something that should not be a normal thing Mm -hmm. for us to to see and to intake like these things aren't normal i think and also i think that we do a lot of grouping we do a lot of all minorities Mm -hmm. all races Mm -hmm. like all this and that all people of color and that is also harmful because it's like we are not all the same thing we're not all people of i mean we are all people of color and technically yes we are all minorities but no, we don't. We are not the same thing. We're not the same. We are not all discriminated against in the same ways. Exactly. In the same ways. So like, so like, you know, one community can face something differently than another community can face something. Like, so to say that oh, all minorities are facing this or like all blah 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 blah. No, we are Asian American and specifically asian american people right now are facing this specific thing so Mm -hmm. i think that also is a point to talk about um and um i just want to point that i actually really really hate saying this but it has gone to the point i do have to say this so like we're making this podcast to talk about asian american stuff and issues that we both face today this podcast is not made to be like oh asians face more this and asians do that like this is just to educate people and this one person told me um it's not time to talk about the quote asian problem like we're going through a whole ass movement and your problem is is irrelevant pretty much like I, that's something i got told and and just... that is super harmful exactly. that is so crazy because yes you we are going through a movement that is correct we are going through a movement and that does not mean that one race has to be the center of that this Mm -hmm. is a movement for equality for police reform okay so like this is the time where all people should be uniting to fight against this one thing and that means help that means recognizing each other's struggles that doesn't mean your problem doesn't matter right now exactly girl or like one one race is getting this more than this like it's not a competition we are like what i've seen so much during quarantine is that we are our president is just making us more segregated than united like this movement has really really united us but then there's still those moments where i feel like does my problem really matter like should i stop talking about this i do identify it and i do have a voice but the fact is we are affected personally by this matter we are asian american and this is happening right now and so i think that is what is most important that we have to touch on yeah okay so let's just talk about um this what there was a facebook group i uh, about chinatown in seattle supporting 
um, businesses in the ID, International District. And um, my mom joined the Facebook group. It was really nice. They did like little projects and stores and shops where you could visit and all this, all that. Until um, the Black Lives Matter movement really started showing up when George Floyd got murdered. Then the group started talking about more about Black Lives Matter and and the movement and a lot of people were like Asians for Black Lives Matter and yeah 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 and then eventually the group got shut down why probably because there are not that many safe spaces for Asian Americans to talk about stuff when i heard that my when i heard that the group got shut down by these literal adults who were acting like children i was like so disappointed like this group that was created to help Asian own businesses in the international district where we live got shut down that just really shows like what is racism towards Asians is so normalized and that we don't many Asian Americans don't have a safe space to talk about stuff like this so I'm glad that we're creating a podcast yeah and I think that's why I think that is sort of what stemmed us to do this podcast is the fact that we don't see many safe spaces for Asian American people to really discuss these issues and talk about this especially now and I don't think that we mean in any way to diminish the the issues happening in the black community right now I don't think in any way we we want to diminish that I think that we are just saying hey for people who are experiencing the same feelings that we do and experiencing the same um you know ideals as we are this is a space for you to learn more about that um and talk about that Um, I think we have one more point to talk about today, which is brands making subtle references to the virus and to to Asians. Um, I, so yeah, I've seen a lot, I've, I, I think me and Lucy have seen a lot of businesses making subtle references to the virus. Um, one I can think of very much was Lululemon. Mm. I definitely, I saw a Lululemon shirt that said like, that had like a bat on it and a thank you uh, Chinese takeout box, which just feels kind of cheap. That feels kind of grody. It's like, really? That's the best you've got? Like, you're gonna do the most (laughs) stereotypical thank you Chinese takeout box? Like, and yes, this is very hateful and harmful, of course, but part of me kind of wants to laugh. It's like, this is what you came up with? And part of me is also like, who the hell let you do this? Like, that's just... And who wants to wear that? Who wants to wear that? That's also my point. Like, who wants to wear something so ugly and offensive? Like, that's not even cute to put a bat and a Chinese takeout box on a shirt. Exactly. That's not cute. There's this Instagram account that I encourage you guys to look at called Next Shark. So this is where I saw a lot of... I have, there are a lot of reports of anti-Asian attacks and businesses getting blown up or getting set on fire. And this is where the Lululemon shirt got broadcasted. So I'm pretty sure the shirt had this like really disgusting anime type woman who was, you know, very sexualized. And then she was like with a takeout Thank you, takeout box, and a bat next to her. Um, yeah, and I'm actually, we will link, like, all, all the pictures and links 
um, and everything that we're pulling from here um, in our Instagram. But in the New York Times, it says, Trevor Fleming, an art director for Lululemon, posted a link to the t-shirt in the bio section of his personal Instagram. Uh, the, the headline for this article is, Lululemon fires employee over bat fried rice shirt. So, you know, at least they fired the guy, but it's like, how did you, first of all, how did this guy even come to be a director for Lululemon? And then how did he get through all the execs to even put this shirt out as a Lululemon? Well, okay, so I think what happened was that he did it, he didn't do it for the company. He just did it on the side, like as a joke. Okay. Um, and then Lululemon fired him and did all that. They don't associate themselves with him anymore. But the fact that these, and that's also the problem with like cops and stuff. Like these racists, white supremacists are getting hired in the first place. That's a problem. Where or how in the interview process or in the years of working with him, did you not predict that he might do something like this? I feel like there are many cues. And if you have the willpower to make a an entire shirt that is offensive to that community like i don't think you're hiding your racism in the closet like i think to get to that point where you are posting something publicly as an employee of a major company and i feel like your racism is projecting a lot more than you think it is because to get to that place would have to take a lot of um i don't know a lot of stupidity a lot of stupidity but a lot of like thinking like you definitely thought through this you made the shirt as a joke quote unquote took the time to design it post it and then had it up there for a while so like i'm i'm here i'm over here thinking where in this were you were your colleagues or your coworkers or someone or yourself where in this exactly where was the cue to say like this is not cool this is not okay and then also i just want to point out he did the shirt as a joke. A lot of racist attacks that, like, calling an Asian woman Ling Ling or being like, don't eat the bat or something, like, they often say it because they think it's a quote-unquote joke, which it's not. And that's just proving our point to why racism towards Asians is normalized because so many people, like, that director dude from Lululemon probably thought it was okay and it was a joke and it was funny and would make his friends laugh and that's the thing like some he saw it as a joke some people who don't some people who do these racist xenophobic things don't even know it's wrong and yeah that is what's crazy that is what that is where that's where you start to reevaluate okay what is our system teaching people what is our system what is our school system what are what our parents teaching our children to think, oh, that's okay, that's funny, that's not going to offend anyone. Yeah, and there are these actual incidents that were on online school, and again, I will put the resource on my in the, on the Instagram, but there are these teachers who made fun of Asian American students or called them out for being um, Asian, just for that. And, like, the fact that people think it's okay to make a jokes, racist quote-unquote jokes towards asian americans just because they're asian is so like what goes through their head like that's just proving my point on how normalized this is like it's honestly i could go on a rant about like this all day and people will still be like yeah 
Okay, sensitive Ling Ling, shut the fuck up. Like, that's literally happened to me. So, I think what... I think what we're, like, seeing here is, yes, we could make a three-hour podcast about how we feel about this. And I think that something we have to sort of accept in our society is, yes, these people are going to be around. These people are going to exist. People are going to make make a joke out of it. People are going to be like, you know, you're overreacting. Yes, that might happen. But I think what we are, what we are saying is it's not for them then. It's not for them. It's not for the people who are never going to change. This is for people who want to learn more, who who might have had those ideas in the past, but now are trying to change and are trying to learn more. Maybe that's for you. So this is just supposed to help you guys like sort of see into our brains about how we feel about this, especially as teens um, mm-hmm. and how this is processing. Um, so you're probably wondering like, okay, as an ally, what can I do to help? What can I do to spread awareness? And I think the most important thing that we can do in this moment is to understand, acknowledge, and relearn our American history of racism. Mm -hmm. What's happening now to Asian Americans is is not new. And instead of allyship, we need to be in unity against racism. Mm-hmm. Um, being in unity means we don't let communities stand or solve the problem alone. Instead, we collectively call out interpersonal and systemic acts of racialized violence. There is always something we can, on our own, we can do on our own and something we can do together. Ending racism takes everyone and in a lot of kindness and a lot of work. And yes, it is tiring, but this is a human problem and humans need to solve it. And I'll link the resource down below. Um, so yeah, I think we're just going to get into our closing thought. Um, this has definitely been a long podcast. I think that we have covered a lot of issues. This is a lot to take in. So if you need to like go back and listen to some things, if you have questions, please DM us, email us, comment in our posts or come to our own personal DMs. Like we will help you guys understand this, help you help answer any questions. We are doing more episodes in this series that will help un- help you understand more about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I think you've heard us mention it a lot. This our closing thought is racism towards Asians is normalized heavily and that we need to take take account for that and really take responsibility for those kind of ideals. Yeah. Um, I think what our main takeaway is or my main takeaway is, especially after quarantine started, was that there's this tweet that I found um, and it said, what COVID and racism have in common. People don't believe they exist if they haven't been affected by it personally. Mm-hmm. And is a really, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it doesn't affect me, so it's not my problem. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, right? We're talking about unity. We're talking about coming together and becoming allies. Like, that's not the right mindset to have. And the fact that people do have that mindset is a problem, so. And that's what allyship is. That's what, that's what um, taking care and taking responsibility for your white privilege is it's saying this is not this does not directly affect me maybe it doesn't but i'm still going to show up for this community i'm still going to stand in unity and allyship for this community and i'm going to do whatever it takes to to take responsibility for the things that i've done that affects this community because even if you haven't if you're not even if you're not racist even if you have not committed hate crimes you still have some sort of privilege that trumps, I shouldn't use that word, you still have some kind of privilege that 
that overlooks this community, um, whether it be white privilege or even being a different race that doesn't experience this, that is a privilege that you have. So, um, yeah, and it's a, a privilege to learn about racism instead of experiencing it. Yeah. So use your privilege and use your voice for something good. Yeah. And, and wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, and wear a mask. Um, I think this is something that we have thought about for a while, and we're so fortunate to put this out here through a podcast. Yeah. And create a space for you guys to Learn interact more. with. Yeah, and if you are facing the things that we talked about in this podcast, like I said, our DMs, our email is always open if you want to share your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we might even do an episode where we anonymously share other people's stories and experiences. Yeah. That might be something cool. So, also, that's another point. If you have something that you want um, us to talk about on this podcast, or if you have an idea or a suggestion, please DM us. Um, I know we just threw a lot at you. Um, feel free to re-listen to this or come back to it. Thank you for joining us for our first episode of We the Teens. We hope you enjoyed and learned something new. Yeah. Look out for our next part of this little mini series. We are going to do several mini series. If you have any suggestions or things you want in a mini series or a whole new mini series itself, please let us know again. Yeah. All of our updates will be on our Instagram. So please interact with that as well. Yeah. All right. Bye, we guys. We love you. Be nice. Wear a mask. And don't be a performing activist. Mwah. Yeah.